Welcome to the Weekend Entertainment Edition of the Literature and Film Podcast, a.k.a. The We Laugh. Our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead, either at the cinema or streaming at home. And now, from a remote location on the East Coast, in the heart of Flying Bull Productions Studios, your host, Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull. All right, it's good stuff. Yeah. This is We Laugh number 153, a We Laugh edition for the June 17th weekend. Over there is your host, Mr. Ryan T. Bull. T now? All no, right. I'll take it. Is that a T? No. T for two frames. <laughs> All no. right. Fair enough. Uh, and I'm the other host. One of the, I'm another host. One of the other ones, Richard Lusk. Nice to meet uh, you. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well today. It's kind of hot out there, man. I've been complaining about the heat a lot. It is hot out there, but it's cool in here. But the summer box office is heating up, especially the summer box office challenge. This is the big weekend for me. This is going to be my big movie. This is my number one pick this, this is, week. This is your make or break weekend. It's my break, make or break weekend. And, you, and the movie that we're talking about, the movie that I think all of humanity should go see several times this weekend is Finding Dory. I think they should wait a week. Nah. Let, Why? What's next? Because they don't want to go to a crowded box office. They should all go home and just wait. They need to wait. rush home. They need to I rush mean, out there and they open And door. honestly, if they want to go and see something this weekend, they should see Central Intelligence. All right. We'll talk about Central Intelligence in a, uh, in a second. But first, let's talk about Finding Dory since it's such an important movie. This comes 13 years after Finding Nemo, mm-hmm. the sequel. So they're striking while the iron is hot. It's directed by Andrew Stanton. Stanton. I think he was behind the first one, too, right? A lot of uh, those Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. He also did the screenwriting. Uh, he has a screenwriting credit along with Bob Peterson. This stars uh, Ellen DeGeneres as the titular <laughs> Dory. <laughs> That's a little lowbrow humor there, isn't it? Just a little bit. Albert Brooks reprises his role as uh, Nemo's dad, Finn or something. Mm-hmm. Is that his name, really? I don't think that's his name. Did I write that down? I did. Marlin is his name. And then they had to get a new young clownfish to play Nemo because the other guy is like 37 years old now. The the voice has gone through puberty. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Gould. But he does make an appearance in this movie as a truck driver or something. Um, so the new uh, Nemo is uh, Hayden Rowlands. There's a couple of new uh, characters. One voiced by Ed O'Neill is Hank, an ill-tempered, uh, an ill-tempered uh, octopus, and uh, Caitlin Olson as hmm. Destiny, a whale shark. So anyway, there's a whole lot of names. Eugene Levy's in this. Diane Keaton, Idris Elba makes an appearance as a sea lion. Hmm. He's been doing a lot of voice acting. I mean, as has a lot of Hollywood. I guess it's one of those. It's an easy paycheck to get. Probably, um, yeah. I mean, your kids get a kick out of hearing you in a film. I think that's the big deal for most of them is uh, I need to do something for my children. Well, and, and then I will go out and kill several human beings with a sword or something. You know, uh, does it, is this potentially going to be our review for next week? Or are you not interested in seeing? I'll watch it. I, Finding Dory. I, I don't know. Um, in the theater. <sighs> I'm not the biggest Pixar fan, as our listeners know. I mean, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Inside Out was all right. I wasn't over the moon about it. Like some I people, you really were. liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it. Right. I think it was somewhere like 
25, 30th place of all the films I saw last year, which is still a good film, but right. I don't know that I ever get super excited about a Pixar film. Um, animated films, there are other things coming out this summer that I'm more interested in seeing. Secret Life of Cats and Dogs, as well as Sausage Party. The Secret Life of Pets. Of Pets and... I like dogs and cats. <laughs> but there are other pets than cats and dogs. Not Some might say book. fish. Ooh. <laughs> You're so, not big on fish as pets? No. Oh, all right. No, you can't pet them. You can. It's just they don't they they, they suffer don't like while yeah. they're while you're doing it. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure this movie will do well. I was never caught up in the original Finding Nemo uh, buzz, maybe because I was in college. Buzz Lightyear. No, I was just I wasn't caught up in the buzz. No, I wasn't oh. trying to. Oh, sorry. That <laughs> you were saying that that is one character. That you I wasn't enjoy. trying to be punny. Um, no, are you excited about this film? Not really. Uh, there's, I'm like you, I'm not really into computer animated films. I didn't really like all the toy stories. I don't know where Nemo, Finding Nemo would fit. I think I saw it 12 years ago. I mean, I know the story, so I know I've seen it. I think I may have even shown it in class before as a, an example of a computer animated, uh, Pixar movie, but it's not nearly as good as Up in my book. Seen that Up? Still haven't watched Up. What's the matter with you? I know, I need to. I, I think my favorite Pixar is The Incredibles, and that is the one film I'm looking forward to the sequel of, if I had to name a Pixar film. But I always liked when Pixar didn't do sequels. You know, these were one-and-done stories, and they would move on to something else. But it seems like in the last five or so years, they've become much more of a sequel-based studio. Well, you know, there's a theory out there that uh, everything in Pixar is, is part of a shared universe. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that happens. It's actually a pretty unified theory of uh, epic proportions that goes back into time and forward beyond time. And there's new worlds and new dimensions. So it's like the Eggman theory of uh, the interconnectedness of different Beatles songs. Yeah, so, I, I, don't, I don't know how much I buy all that. I mean, no, I think you some of that's just for fun. But yeah. that, the ca- character, Hank the Angry Octopus, has been in every Pixar movie, though. According to information that I read about interesting facts you need to know about Pixar, and I, I think it was in Time Out or something like that, maybe I should give proper credit to the source, which is something I usually teach my students to do. Like a photo of him or a plushie, something like that. Yeah, so I think that they're aware of this character as something, because for him to appear in WALL-E seems sort of odd. Well, I know they wanted to put him in the original Finding Nemo film, but the technology wasn't there to properly animate an octopus. Apparently, he doesn't look right as an octopod or stuff. Or he doesn't look right with eight legs. So they animated him with seven legs and they made that part of the story. That he's a little bit flawed. Sort of like Marlin is flawed uh, with his you know, mm-hmm. little small fin. I'm sort of like Marlin now with my, with my with uh, rotator cuff wing. surgery. Yeah. It's very strange to be. One latched arm. up like this just just because people want to help me. I don't put off a like a helpless vibe as much when I'm not strapped to a you know arm <laughs> arm gear. Yeah, people want to help me like push my cart and I think I could <laughs> I think I could get into things free if I wanted to take advantage of it. But one movie I'm not going to get into free is Finding Dory because I need to pad my stats. I got I think I think I I think I think I know that I think that I checked it out, and if you average something like $75 million with the four movies that you have left, I have to get $125 million with each of my movies. Ooh. 
So it's not quite possible. But I, I don't know. We're we're in an interesting spot here because it's starting to heat up. The what do summer you, box office challenge? What do you see? You said Story doing this weekend? One ten. That's what I'm, you said. I'm, I'll, I'll put it at one fifteen. I'll say it does on I'm, par with Minions from last year. I'm gonna go over. How I think, far? I think they're out. I want to get one fifty. I, I I'm saying one fifty. <laughs> I don't know, but I was right about Conjuring Part Two. Yeah, that did that surprised you really well. Uh, horror movies don't generally make forty million in an opening weekend. That's well, that, this pretty was, unprecedented. Conjuring Two was pretty close to Conjuring One in terms of box office. I think Conjuring One had a higher box office. And I was expecting it to do better than Conjuring One, but that, I'm also banking on uh, Ice Age Collision Course to do well. <laughs> oh, time will tell. Well, time will tell. So you don't think my movie Central Intelligence has a chance to win the box office this weekend? No, but tell me about it so that I can figure out if if there's even a chance that it'll win. There's no way it'll win the box office. You have to get I don't know. You have to sort of beat my last place. I think this was your last pick at the very end, your throwaway pick. Yeah, this was towards the end. Uh this stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart uh-huh. teaming up for a comedy buddy cop type film uh apparently the rock is a cia agent who recruits his high school buddy who's an accountant to help him with the international world of espionage standard cop buddy espionage spy comedy fair (laughs) sort of put these two disparate characters together and have them i don't know learn something about themselves while they're saving the world I mean, Kevin Hart's pretty funny. The Rock can be pretty funny, and he can play both the straight man and the comic relief. I think The Rock is funny. I like The Rock's sense of humor more than Kevin Hart. He's a, Kevin Hart's a little too manic. Like, I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson is really growing into uh, sort of his stature as a movie star. I think you might. Are, are, have you taken him off of the B list because? You, I mean, you probably always thought he was on the A-list because of the wrestling connection. Oh, I mean, he was always the great hope for getting into Hollywood. And he had a bad string of movies there for a while. He was definitely B-list. Tooth Fairy. He's now one of the more bankable stars in Hollywood. I think he just cracked $20 million asking price per film. And this director, uh, Ralson Marshall Thurber, he directed We're the Millers, Dodgeball, A True Underdog Story, and... All the Terry Tate office linebacker commercials, <laughs> okay. which gives me hope for this film. If you just have The Rock run around like Terry Tate, knocking everyone over, right? I'll pay uh, ten bucks to go watch that for I, an hour and a half. You, you've not seen the trailer for this? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. All right, so the but, trailer's a bit of a. I mean, you know my thoughts on trailers. I'll watch them if I don't plan on seeing the movie, because to me, watch a three minute trailer and you got the whole movie. You didn't get that from this trailer? No, I I think you get the first 40 minutes or so. I think they left out a lot. Maybe plot-wise, but I'm talking about tone and stuff. Oh, no, I think The Rock gets to go in beat-em-up mode and be very funny. You know, fat, computer-generated teenage Dwayne Johnson looks a lot like uh, old, or fat, computer-generated old Rob Schneider. From? American Gigolo or Deuce... Deuce Bigelow. Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> Not American Gigolo. Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo. Deuce Big- Yeah, that oh, guy. Okay. He's in the uh, Adam Sandler camp. Because when I saw him, I thought, man, that, that looks like Rob Schneider. So I thought that Rob Schneider film was Six Kevin Six foot Hart. five. Really no, the tan. fat. Com- you haven't seen fat computer generated. Dwayne the Rock Dwayne Johnson. The Rock yeah, Johnson. still pretty tall. Still pretty tan. 
but computer not, not you know, small and pasty white. You do understand what they could do with computer generated imagery. Still looks like the rock. Right, I've made the argument. I've put out my thesis. Now I have to find com- comparable images and tweet them out to the fan base so that they can get back to us and let us know if, in fact, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as a computer generated fat teenager looks like a fat computer generated old Roger. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um. I do think I would go see Central Intelligence over Finding Dory this weekend, even if we weren't having the box office challenge. Yeah, I don't even know if what we're going to see this weekend on, in terms of a review, but um, it, we'll see. We'll play it out there. There is a movie coming out in limited release, though, uh, which I think is on pay-per-view, right? Clown? Yeah, I think that's on pay-per-view. Uh, it's a, it's a film back in 2012, supposed to come out in 2014. The distribution company had some bankruptcy problems, and finally now it's coming out in but, America. Uh, Weinstein's picked it up. Yeah. So uh, that that's potentially out there. But if we're not going to watch either of these two movies in the main theaters and the big cool theaters of our local AMC Regal slash York River movie theater, what might we go and pick up on Redbox? Uh, and Redbox, they have a great film, arguably the best film of this year that we haven't reviewed on the podcast. I'm talking about 10 Cloverfield Lane, starring John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, and John Gallagher Jr. Uh, in this film, uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead gets into a car accident. She wakes up. She finds herself in a underground bunker with John Goodman, who seems a bit crazy. And he's talking about this apocalyptic event. And she's got to figure out just exactly what's going on. Uh, the movie has quite a few twists and turns. Overall, I thought the acting was really good. I love the space that they create, the whole set design of this underground bunker. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised with this whole film. I hope that there is some sort of sequel. Uh, I know the director and producers have talked about doing this. This uh, is from producer J.J. Abrams. Right. And I kind of like his ideas, and I think this might be one of the better fleshed out ideas he's had. Well, the director is uh, a, a podcaster like yourself. And I, I, I can't remember his name. Is it Dan Trachtenberg? Yeah. Right, yeah. Personally, I liked pretty much all of the movie except for the ending where it sort of ties into a bigger universe. Uh, that might be the sort of part of the sequel, you know. You wouldn't want to see this spoilers. bigger? No, I liked it more as a sort of a, what I call a closet drama, which apparently isn't really a thing. But I like limited <laughs> uh, characters in a, in a cent- small central setting, like a movie like uh, Lifeboat or uh, by Alfred Hitchcock or, or uh, this, this movie. <laughs> Why do you laugh? You can't get a much smaller setting. No, but... Uh, maybe Barry. 2001. That's about it. Know, I, one character in a coffin. <laughs> That's a pretty boring movie. But, no, I like oh. I like stressful character interactions oh, between... Oh, you guys, he married. No, I don't. It's got a great ending. I'll spoil it for you later. All right. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, we don't want to spoil it on the, on the actual podcast. All right, so that's my Redbox pick, 10 Cloverfield Lane. What if you've got the streaming service? You don't want to go out in the heat to the Redbox. If you really need to relax and have a happy good time, you need to get on Netflix and check out the series The Joy of Painting by Bob Ross. Or Bob Ross Presents. The Joy of Painting. This Bob Ross character has been lampooned in uh, sort of the cultural com- comedy scene. Everybody knows probably who he is without even really ever watching one of his shows. But 
those shows are fascinating and enjoyable. And for me, it's like, uh, basically the setup of this is uh, a PBS mini or uh, episode where he gets on Bob Ross. This guy has a giant uh, afro and a beard, and he paints a landscape of some sort in a half an hour. And then he also talks about uh, the wild animals that he's rescued and that he's sort of nursing back to help and health. And sometimes they show the you know little wild squirrels or the birds that he's found, and he's he and his family are nursing back to health. He lived with his uh, mother and his wife towards the end of his life. He died uh, in '95, I think. But right, I think the uh, the this television series stopped in like '93, and he gave all of his paintings to PBS so they could auction them off. He, uh, he was in the army uh, for a while, and then he figured he could make more money painting so and teaching painting and then he sort of parlayed that into this television show where he stands in front of an Edsel and makes amorphous objects turn into beautiful landscapes and he puts happy little trees over here and a wonderful little bird up in this corner that's what Bob Ross is all about and I, I don't know that you, you can enter into a whole new s- sort of uh, drug-induced world <laughs> stupor without drugs if you mm. just sit down and watch Bob Ross, The Joy of Painting on Netflix. So it's my net pick of the week. I like it. Yeah. So our episodes, or sorry, our movies for this uh, week are Finding Dory, which everybody needs to go out, rush out and see. Ellen DeGeneres' new Pixar movie about finding her family. Uh, there's the Central Intelligence, Dwayne Johnson and uh, Kevin Hart's comedy buddy cop sort of espionage beat up thriller movie. You can also go on to uh, streaming, perhaps, and find the movie Clown. Rent that out. Or 10 Cloverfield Lane at the Red Box. I suggest also watching Bob Ross. <laughs> the Joy of Painting. <laughs> So for uh, Mr. Uh, Two Frames, Ryan Bull over there. It's been a pleasure. I'm the L Train, Poxer Burner, There be dragons. I thought you painted on an easel. What did I say? Ed Soul. Oh, that's the car. <laughs> you could potentially paint on the easel and the Edsel.